leaving the moment. Tomorrow belongs to God. Nothing can break me, nothing can bend me, nothing can bring me down. May love what you hate. We all deserve a chance. La 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 la. I don't go where no love, where my home. Caribo down so to long, long way. Hi everyone, it's a girl baller, Doctor Baller. <laughs> And this is authentic moments with Dr. Baller. Um, I have to apologize for being so away. I think the last time I did a recording was in January. And man, boy, oh boy, it's been hard. It's been hard trying to get um, physiotherapists done, podcast. Because, you know, I used to think doctors are busy, but truly physiotherapists are more busy. Like different issues and that I've been having there was one night that we because I've been trying to bring uh, like two physiotherapists on board then later on I'll bring one more in to talk about the trauma like recovering from trauma I wanted to bring one in to talk about exercise and another one to talk about yoga and the importance in our like our semantic life <laughs> but it didn't work even tonight itself I was meant to bring one uh, she she overslept and then later on we woke up in the middle of the middle of the night like past three and we're trying to work things out but it didn't still work out and like because of these that was why I didn't um record any podcast because I can be quite perfectionist sometimes like I have this thing in mind okay I promise you people that I'm bringing a physiotherapist thing so I felt like what am I coming to say, you know, when I've not brought the person, I'll be the people that I promised to bring. So do you understand what I'm saying? So I've been on that, you know, I said something I meant to do it. But tonight I'm like, man, I don't care. Like, I am very sure people will understand me because I can't keep on postponing, um, not recording a podcast because of there's no physiotherapist around yet yet um i still plan on bringing um there was even one night like we had planned like 12 a.m we shall start this recording thing and do you know what happened 10 30 a.m <laughs> that's how this sleep came because i didn't sleep all through so 10 30 a.m um i said 10 30 a.m 10 30 p.m jerry i just said let me sleep you know just a bit i would calculate it to just be one hour kind of thing i'll wake up by 11 30 you know prepare myself before 12 a.m uh, not lie i woke up by 5 a.m you know i kind of i woke up jumped up again after waking up check my phone and i was like man how did i do this and you know the both of them the both physiotherapists were actually online and they both messaged me at the same time like what's up are we still doing this and i was the one offline so it's not only been from their side also it's it's been some from my side the other person i wanted to bring for trauma um <laughs> i think i hear i was facing the trauma of generator issues so um like we all know we're in nigeria and sometimes and most times if there's no light depending on which area you're in everybody will be doing this you know i pass my neighbor thing so it's much more um how will i say much more noisy in, in our own area and we couldn't find a quiet time to do it the time that was quiet was when she was on call and she was really willing to sacrifice yeah but i also did a call a day before that day so I was coming back home tired and wanting to sleep all night. So you get like really they have been forces against this my recording of physiotherapist. <laughs> but no greater force than the great um than the greatest force of God. So I'm not scared. I just know it's a it's a blessing delayed for everyone listening. Um please continuously remain patient i know you're waiting and i promise you it will be a de- delightful session it will be a delightful one so what i go on how are you people doing um <laughs> i wanted to feel you hope with you know diary of a doctor and a ninja doctor hmm <sighs> see as i sighed 
you know, being a Nigerian doctor is like, huh, it's like a job on its own, different from the the fact of you actually being a doctor, like being a Nigerian doctor is like another job, <laughs> like you have another job on that, another job, like it's a specialty, you know, because <laughs> being a Nigerian doctor, it's not really easy at all, like, yeah, these are, I feel like, now who send me? <laughs> no, be my papa send me on. I mean, send myself. Anyways, my papa and mama sent me at one point. You know, everybody's um, prerogative of ah, my daughter must become a doctor. My child must become a doctor. <laughs> they are not going to go and study music or dance. What is more that they shall become a doctor? <laughs> so yeah, my parents had that one for many years. Although at a point, like. They really wanted to send all their children to medical school. <laughs> Typical of every Nigerian parent. Eh? All their children were to become doctors. So my elder sister and my young... Okay, my elder sister and I, we also entered into that. And <laughs> anyways, midway in my medical school life, I I got my own... How will I say? Should I say my calling? I re- And I realized, like, I really want to do these if it's surgery, because I don't like the other parts of medicine, sincerely, trust me, I don't, I don't even want to yet, anyways, so I felt like if it's surgery, yeah, not bad, so that was how I received my calling, you know, and I was like, I really want to do this, like, it's, it's nice saving people's lives, like, um, medically, being, being there to help people, being there to, you know, be like a missing plug and missing link, like, to treatment, and, it's it's a good thing actually. Then <laughs> my parents tried it with my younger sister and that girl she gets top one head. She know the year anybody. Like she was like, nah, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And <laughs> I remember my mother one day was wanting to do exorcism for her, you know, trying to bind and cast that stubbornness away. Like, you study medicine. You study medicine. You shall study medicine. And my dear sister was like, no. Engineering is my calling. Engineering is what God has told me to do. Okay, really, I don't know why I heard this night. <laughs> Anyways, she was like, Engineering is what they've called me to do. I shall move forward in engineering. I am not doing medicine. Mommy, I am not doing medicine. Mommy, okay. <laughs> so you went on and forth, um, back, <laughs> back and forth, on and off with her. And, you know, when they realized that this girl's stubborn head passed anyone in this life, and also prayers, because she, she was really prayerful. Although she was not spiritual, like in the sense of knowing God personally. But she was so prayerful, like, <laughs> maybe this month, I am feeling pain. So she she was like, nah, I'm not doing this. And I'm going to pray to God to change my parents' heart. And, and she was able to, you know, win them over. And she was the only one who broke through, I would say, studied, um nanotechnology i think you've i've had a year you need to hear her speak like she's one you know guru has done a master's um it's not like i'm advertising my younger sister but you know who knows our husband could be listening <laughs> our husband could be yeah listening anyway she has done a master's and she's on to her phd soon and she's really a very sharp um girl she sings also she says i'm advertising for free at him Come here and come and pay me. Anyways, she sings also. Um, she has a YouTube channel. You should really check it out. Talking about YouTube. What I go on, my people, I'm going to form my own YouTube channel soon. So, like I said, I'm a perfectionist. So, just well, let me know just about that right now. As I was saying about my sister, it's about me. So, she has a YouTube channel. Um, Atim Abba. So, that's A-T-I-M-A-B-B-A. So you should check it, actually. It's a music channel that is also dedicated to God. And she sings there. She, she releases the songs there. You should really go and check it out. They are very spiritual, like very spiritual. So um, <laughs> then my younger brother, oh, my goodness, sorry, dear brother, um, for now, <laughs> he's studying medicine. And I think, yeah, he's, he's halfway through medicine. Um, he wanted something else, but 
how will I say, the willpower of my parents. <laughs> so even if it's not his calling, I'm very sure you would find his calling along the way. Like, for them, it's not really compulsory that after you study the medicine, you must um continue in the medicine, like become a doctor by first, something like that. No, although they have those expectations, but it's not compulsory because for my elder sister, she's not really in the medical, medical, like seriously medical line. She finished and she has gone to do a master's and a PhD and she's doing well in another field like although it's related a bit to med- medicine but not like fully medical so yeah <laughs> so being a Nigeria doctor for me um was like I was like oh my good lord you know coming to Nigeria I was I was hearing about the brain drain I was hearing about different things like ah, let let me come and feel this brain drain you know I was like I'm going to I'm going to um, leave Russia and I'm going to come back home and ensure that this brain drain stops. You know, I felt like this uh, mad mangadi of my generation. Like, you know, I felt like I was coming to really, you know, change things. And <laughs> and I did. I nah. <laughs> I almost got even buried in the old shenanigan of the toxicity. The um i'll say the toxicity again like the unpreparedness of our medical line so it's not really so um like plain it's not really a black and white situation it's more like a gray situation as occurring with nigeria like the conditions that doctors work under that medical staffs work under it's not really the most legit um even in the most working situation like the most working condition because my hospital i i was working in uh, i'm using words already uh the hospital is actually one of the best i would say um when it comes to management and administrative um like affairs like i really love the work the medical director is doing there is really the man is a gem like coming in to change the structure the infrastructure the the system of things and it's not it's not in every facility you see that you see you see someone having fresh initiative and have having a vision to do things you know the the, the american way and it's it's actually very good because he has taken the hospital from a very low level to almost uh, an international standard but you know taking um the system to somewhere it takes time also to take the people to that place like to take the people to see the vision although some of them are there but many are not there anyways i don't want to talk about that so much um anyways um i like i said i was um because from ending of this month i will stop working there maybe later in the future (laughs) i would share the things that went down like at my current work of well, work, workplace, uh, it was really toxic for me. Like in the sense of not um, the fact of infrastructure, or it wasn't in the sense of infrastructure. It wasn't in the sense of um, the things that we had or didn't have. Like, like I said, the MD did a great job in the sense of you know making the working condition a bit more um, comfortable for 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 doctors. Like. Although that's not the standard in other places. Like I know of, I, I was hearing about UITH where they don't have light, where they don't have uh, water, where they don't have anything. And they expect doctors to work on that, that condition and save lives. You know, imagine in NICU, not having light in NICU. And, you know, they can't resuscitate because they can't even see the children that they are resuscitating well. Like there's no electricity, there's no oxygen, like... It's it's like almost like a death death sentence. So there are some facilities or hospital facilities that are that it's almost like a you walk into your graveyard. Not really the fault of anyone. Maybe the government not budgeting well so much for the for the health sector. Maybe also mismanagement of funds by the leaders of the hospital. Um, but we have such situations. But it wasn't really like that in the facility I was working. Like there was constant light, constant 
water like men <laughs> it's almost like you're walking their purpose now <laughs> so when i say toxicity i'm not talking about no light or all those things like get me right get me straight <laughs> it's about interpersonal relationships of staffs um with each other like maybe senior colleagues with junior colleagues um it was about the cacosism <laughs> the cacosism having cacoses and you know everybody having their cacos and well it's a long story but it got to a point that i was like nah <laughs> my mental health is very important i can't um being a nigerian doctor in nigeria is depressive enough that me adding more bad bandwagons to bandwagons and i had to choose myself and choose my own mental health and um i chose to resign this month and then and man i submitted that letter and i had this piece and i, I couldn't explain it i was just like but i hope you're not taking any you know high in the middle of the night or any drug <laughs> like are you on drugs <laughs> anyways but i was thinking first of all that i will have i still have a bit of um what's it called care for okay what will tomorrow be how will i be able to fend for myself um financially and all that but i still have the peace like i have this peace there was so much anxiety um going on there was so much anxiety going on at my workplace that i felt like um i couldn't you know when you're going to work and your heart is palpitating like so much so i had that and there are other things that went down that I wouldn't really go <laughs> go into details and you know the things that occurred while I had my accident and all that like things I realized about how Nigerians can be in the workplace like so toxic <laughs> so I mean maybe I'm this kind of if you know me personally I'm this kind of butterfly kind of person flying everywhere <laughs> with joy <laughs> you know touching this touching that as i fly up and down spreading my positivity and there like i it's hard for me to see bad in people <laughs> maybe that's why um before like i wasn't really so i would like to say cautious of the tendencies or at which people can be can go to be toxic can go to hurt you and i was just you know flying up and down like a butterfly in a in an environment willing to you know just trap me down or injure me or even possible like remove the butterfly flying up and down like in an environment that was not really willing for so much positivity i was just like there up and down shining <laughs> up and down shining you know from things i heard from inside from things i heard from outside from things i heard while people spoke around like i was just like man was it this bad and i didn't say like i was just for for the first time in my life like i, I i've been hurt like personally at workplace i've been hurt um by poor management of staff before while i was doing my nyc also as a doctor i've been hurt and i, I before i i held that like i've been hurt before and I held that. I think when I went to another place of work, that was um, and I went to Ijede and another place I was transferred to during my NYC, and it was very beautiful in that place. And I I saw the people differently. Like they were willing to, you know, loving people truly. There wasn't any fake kind of relationship. So, but I I had my guts up, and it was really bad. Like I really I had my guts up at my place of work, the second one the other one that i went to and i realized that these people were not really like the people i was coming from and i had to give them a chance give them a chance to love me give them a chance to discipline me give give them a chance to correct me keep give them a chance to be close to me yeah not really like <laughs> close close but yeah but to be close to me like and i ended up having mentors from that place i ended up developing friendships um not only just also being work colleagues but actually being friends like um and maybe after leaving that place of positivity i healed and i moved on with that 
because I'm this kind of person who whose heart forgives easily. So I moved on with that and I felt like ah, everything is cool, you know. <laughs> so when I came back to this place of work and like the new one I was in before I resigned, I, I, I was with that positivity and you know busting that i didn't care like what whatever anyone has to think of me i i just cared about what do i have to impact as a person like when i go what do i want to be remembered for although people will choose to spread whatever narrative they have um or spread whatever narrative they want to spread that people should have about you like man <laughs> but i don't really care um sincerely because i i do my things for god and to god alone like if i'm with a patient is i have this mindset that god is listening even into our conversation and how would i want to be treated as a patient that's how i would treat my patient so <laughs> i i just did my own things like for god and also for my conscience like yeah so i don't really care what people think um so I guess that was the kind of bubbling personality I I had at work, and I didn't know I was really stepping on many people's toes. And I said I wasn't going to go deep, but I'm going deep. <laughs> Anyways, that's another discussion for another day. Another day. I promise. I hope by God's grace, one one time when I'm looking backwards, I would um remember this period and maybe speak on speak on it and go into details like in depth about things that occurred like you know i i, I was reading this old bento um tech um the technology toxicity at, at the workplace and i was just like man things are really happening i wouldn't even undermine what people go through at workplaces like i won't undermine it in any way and say oh in the medical part it's just like the starting point but i wouldn't like it's the starting point <clears throat> like what um people may see in other workplaces just imagine like it is times <laughs> times 20 in the medical workplace while we're all still acting professional and all that like it's times 20 at, the, at least um for example in the technical technological one you could at least one time tell your boss like don't call me monkey again but <laughs> when <laughs> they call you monkey you call the person chief back Chivogami, <laughs> like it's it's crazy. Um, maybe there won't be so much had outburst of, of 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 insults. Not so much, but there are still outbursts of insults also in the medical part. And I won't lie, like I think I've I don't know if you have actually had this um podcast before where I spoke about like bosses and why do they feel the need? Or did I? Did I speak on it? Or maybe I spoke about it in my mind. <laughs> but I really feel like we need to address it. There are lots of leaders at workplaces that they're not really leaders and they have serious mental issues that they need to face. Like I was reading um the 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 last um what's it called? The last write up, um, I think by the tech cabal and the things I read, I was just like, and this man, in his most beautiful, glorious mind, feels like this is normal. Like, he feels like this is how I should behave and act. Sorry. He feels like this is how I should behave and act t towards, you know, human beings just like me. Like, how is that even okay? How is that okay? You know, saying Sorry, saying the F word to somebody in a meeting. I don't want to use the F word here, but saying it to someone in a meeting, like saying F you in a meeting. Saying, like, how I was reading those things and I was really appalled. Maybe not so surprised, but I was I was appalled that it was happening in other workspaces. Like, not only in the medical workspace that we know is, is toxic. Like, a consultant could ask a resident doctor to go and wash his car. <laughs> I've seen this kind of things, like real life situation. A senior doctor t telling another doctor on training, like on the residency training, like the person is a doctor fully, but he's doing residency training to become a specialist. That's what I mean, doctor on training. Not that they are still learning how to be a doctor. <laughs> they are already doctors. So 
telling Dr. Underhim on training to go and wash car, go and pick his wife, <laughs> go and pick his children. You know, you turn to driver and, you know, car washer and different other things. And I was like, wait, these things happen. And, you know, and now even hearing about the one where someone is outrightly insulting people, it's like we need human rights activists to step up in workplaces like nigerian workplaces are so toxic it's not until people are fully depressed and go on to commit suicide before we realize this and it's it's a serious situation it's not just something like like we should take lightly young people are, are having stroke on the rise go to hospitals you will see it. young people are having depression severe depression even old people young people are committing suicide because of what they what they experience not only at the workplaces at the street like nigeria is toxic enough don't make it even more toxic a place where i have to go to like every day of my life or maybe like <laughs> like five days out of seven days of my life like or maybe six days out of seven days of my life like don't make that place also toxic because that is actually the community where you belong to daily. Like it doesn't make sense to make that also toxic for people. It's necessary for there to be regulations. Like the board stepping in at such a very late period to now come and say, okay, this guy should step down and uh, allow the other guy or conquer or whatever his name is to, to, to now arise <laughs> to be the CEO is like a joke because of people if if take about never like spoke about it like so there was a time the video went viral well it showed way how he was addressing somebody hmm? it showed his tempers is there it showed how he handles situations like I'm very sure they, they would have heard there's no way they would have seen how he behaves with his co-workers why didn't you call him to, to what's it called, order at that period? Why does it have to come to the public hearing where, you know, more than there are lots of proofs, you know, water proofs and all those kind of things before you now come and weigh in to the situation and, and act as though you're, you're not really, you're not really actually there to, to, to listen to those people or to help save the situation. You're just trying to sabotage the fact or sabotage the fact that it's your organizations and you don't want to lose money. You don't want to lose customers. You don't want um, such, um, what's it called? Such, um, how will I say it? Such, the only boy is leaving me, Sha. <laughs> but like every week, the only boy leaves you. But you don't want such a brand um, idea or brand, um, a brand, picture to be painted about your brand so you don't want people to think of bento as um like the place of work as um toxic or or or, 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 or bad that's why you you're trying to swing into action and try and save your name try and save your house like that's that's what is being done i feel like we shouldn't wait until people go into depression people you know lose their jobs before we try and way into situations because right before very highs we see sometimes the excesses of those bosses we do see them but we choose to ignore them and say oh, if they're not complaining or even when they come to complain to us we feel like uh if uh that person is that is a boss like let the person or if that person is his boss let the person deal with him or her the way the person deems fit like is that boss that knows the person more Man, sometimes you need to address some bosses. There's no boss that is God, sincerely. It's a work. It's a temporary job, sincerely. There's nobody that has a permanent job. Because even if you... Steve Jobs, <laughs> that, that created iPhone, there was a point at which he died and left the iPhone. And there's another CEO right now. And I don't know if you get my point, but there's no permanent job for anyone. Because we're not here permanently on earth. It's a temporary home. So no matter how many years you're a CEO or 
or medical director or head of department or um any position you take like it is just for a while a transient period and after that you go from having a job to retired and not having a job is the truth so we should always put that in our minds you're not god that place of authority you're in it's not forever so what change are you going to bring in that place of authority are you going to misuse it and ex excessively overuse it or are you going to use it as a point to drive change and bring and bring the kind of change you want to see in the community the kind of you know you want to build leaders from this team of people you're working with that in the future that can help you that they will hear your name and be like ah let him enter these people you're tossing around insulting are the leaders <laughs> of that tomorrow they are the ones that would still come and help you tomorrow like it or not is the truth believe it or not it's the truth you don't know the rooms these children would <laughs> i call them children but they are not children but this this set of people under you would belong to would own would have their would be the topmost voice also they also are there temporarily but you don't know when it will be for them so don't don't undermine anybody don't don't look at somebody as nothing because of they are under you that's very wrong like they are under you for you to prune them and guide them in the right way but not be toxic to them that's not what is needed and leaders need to know this you don't you don't lead people by being um by commanding them or being excessively uh what's it called ash on them that's not how to lead people you're yeah you're instead crushing them you're crushing them into submission to whatever you have to say that's not a good leader and I feel like if if the H house don't step up, if they are, if the activists do not step up to actually ensure their regulations that help protect workers, Nigerian workplace space, this is like the, the beginning of a a dilemma about to occur. Cause it's even getting more worse. It's getting more worse. We we know of the situation of now how it is add to get a job if you do not have connection we know how difficult or it, except it's a startup and would, and we all know at at some points we know that startups can be very toxic so must it be that way like where you just think oh startups toxic oh get a job connection or oh, be in a job or to, to enjoy a job join a carcass or cult join the leading team of the court like be politicking up and down like polit the politics that is even going on in workspaces <laughs> oh man it's more than the the fatherhoodism going on in <laughs> lagos state i said that <laughs> yes i said that like the politics going on within workspace <laughs> man man oh man the kind of witch hunting I would call it witch hunting on on workers, <laughs> man, oh man. I, I I attended on one um training program, structural training on leadership of recent, and I I, I love how the woman addresses issue of causism, <laughs> having carcasses at work, like having carcasses like different. Uh, I belong to this team and all those kind of things. Our workplace like how detrimental it could be like and she was saying some people even go as far as you know cursing um inflicting other people with with um like not only physical 
um, pain or something like that. But also even down to the spiritual level, kind of <laughs> spiritual level attack. And I'm like, hey, if you know Nigerians, you know Nigerians. <laughs> we can we can go to any lens to winch hunt people that we do not like. And it's not only about self-sabotaging them, saying wrong things about them to other colleagues, you know, saying bad things about them to other colleagues. Uh, and other things that we do, but down to even going to go and meet one. Babalao or Yalao, and say, ah, man, there's something I want you to do for this person. Like, man, man, oh, man. <laughs> I was told once by someone that is close to me. She corrected um someone under her. And she corrected her nicely, you know, telling her not to take bribes because she doesn't support bribes. And they just posted that there. And she was like, I do not support bribes. So you, I'm not going to entertain you taking bribes. And she made herself clear. Only for, <laughs> only for the, what's it called? for the lady um <laughs> to go to a set of um abalis like real life situation not really like abalis but a fraternity i would say but fraternity of witches and wizards <laughs> to go and report a uh, um a boss and luckily for the boss i would say there was one person amongst the the fraternity that recognizes the bus and is close to the bus and knows the bus like family member kind of ish <laughs> and that person knows the bus is also a very nice person she may be straight <coughs> she may be straight up to you know the point where she she kind of like says the truth about things and she likes discipline and all that so that one was like she the one that one took the picture and you know spoke to her that okay what happened you know ask her to go deep on what happened she was trying to lie but the person was like okay now we'll do what you ask although they won't do it don't do it you know but you know she was able to talk and then the other people there when they heard the story they were like but this bus wasn't really wrong to correct you because if it happens that you're caught you're still going to lose your job like it's not like you're meant to take bribes at work so thank god uh, because of what the other person was saying about you know like trying to weigh in on the situation the other people saw that there was no need you know to punish this boss spiritually severely as that other person brought the story so nothing was done to that boss and the boss was later told about what the um co-worker the colleague did and you know the person was shocked like are you serious just because if i told her not to take bribes and she's going all the way to report me to fraternity of which he's and who is that so this is just a classical example of something that is happening so what of if maybe <laughs> that boss is maybe not a christian or that boss also like a, a, a very spiritual person and that boss also doesn't know that person that was amongst the fraternity of witches. They would have sent her, you know, all these things actually happen spiritually. Like they would have sent her some, you know, messages. <laughs> I would say, you know how you send email to somebody far away in Canada due due to the internet. <laughs> so you believe that that someone in Canada can receive your message, but you don't believe that someone can send you something spiritually. You better be prayerful. Be prayerful. Things that happen in this life, things are happening, like crazy things are happening. They would have just sent a message, <laughs> a bad message, that um wouldn't have actually gone well with the bus. But these things are happening. You know, a, a junior colleague going to ground reports to our own carcass of <laughs> witches, and you know, maybe a senior colleague also having some carcass of young people with him or her, and you know. Where they're applying things like, for what reason you would wonder, are this real or, or is it Nollywood film? It's occurring at work. It's occurring sadly. It is occurring at work. Um, not only the spiritual part also, but you know the the physical part of people trying to enjoy each other. I've had cases of <laughs> where powders are poured on on chairs. 
for people to sit down on. Man, <laughs> this is our work here. <laughs> so it, it's 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 really sad, but it's happening. You know, it's happening where people go and gang up and and plan against someone because of they don't like the person. Like it's really happening, and it's sad when it occurs that. Instead of your workplace, you just be a place you go in the morning and come back in the evening. It's, it's becoming a place that you're going with your battles, like you're going with your 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 battle tools to go and fight battles. You know, like you're just going like, Jehovah, hmm. Oh, Father, the one I trust and the one I love, the one I look to and the one I have. Oh, Lord, protect me as I go. Oh, Lord, I come to your Hebrew throne. You know, it's it's more of a spiritual battle and also physical. <laughs> so, um, sorry, I, I'm just kind of person I bring. <laughs> it's my way. It's my way of really being authentic. Like, <laughs> so you see people. That's why you see some people kabashing like. Praying seriously early in the morning at their workplace and before they sit down because they've seen things and they've they've experienced things and things are happening. I'm not trying to scare anyone that is coming to the work field in Nigeria, but like I'll just say for me, I think I learned the the lessons I would I would say I learned from working in Nigeria would be the fact that um I learned that nobody is my friend <laughs> like yeah give people um a privilege of doubt or how do they say it a benefit well when you is my problem right now anyways a benefit of doubt i mean yeah that's the word so yeah people yeah be open-minded but also be really open-minded um don't be close-minded in the sense of thinking that uh this person is smiling at me, so they must like me. Hmm. Oh, this person is cool with me. I work place in Nigeria. They can really smile at you and be the one splurting against you. <laughs> so I think I learned um, not to overestimate people or undermine people. That was the number one thing. Like, I also learned to put God first, like, in my life, like... Because I really face different things. And I give God the glory that I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine oh, physically, mentally, by God's grace. And I know I will continuously heal mentally from whatever things I've, I've faced. So, yeah, I learned. Um, also, when you go to a workplace, study the environment. Like, really study the environment and understand what is going on in that environment. It will help you to be away from the drama <laughs> yeah like you when you know somebody's like this when you know that other person is like this when you know this is how these people are it prepares your own behavior like it prepares your own reaction and your actions yeah there are some people when they talk you already understand this is how they are so you won't put it in mind but if you find that they are too toxic leave a job like i haven't seen that um Pulls going up everywhere. Like, it's not bad to say I quit. It's better to say I quit. I, I, I quit. I quit. <laughs> it's better to say I quit and refire later to another job. Like, retire, then refer to another job. Than to be fully extinguished of your fire at one workplace. Yeah. And then you don't have any fire within you anymore. <laughs> Like, no, don't um, lose yourself in the beat of keeping a job. I think that one is very important for everyone. So don't lose yourself in the beat of keeping a job. Don't lose who you are in the beat of joining a carcass or, or in a beat of, of retaining a job. Like, it's not worth it, sincerely. Always know who you are and be true to who you are. Like, don't try and change like a chameleon like a chameleon is not constant and people do not need chameleons in their lives like you you need to know what you're dealing with and you know not to turn and when the person is green you turn again the person is white you turn again the person is yellow and you turn again the person is blue and you turn again you keep seeing colors like that's what i <laughs> i notice most people at workplaces are are chameleons and they keep changing and um 
it's not it's not good really um be yourself i learned also being confident and assertive can get you can get you in a lot of trouble but don't change that yeah being a woman being confident being assertive can get you in a lot of trouble like there are people who who just hate you for you being yourself (laughs) for having your own dress style for having your own way of doing things like people hate you for that there are people who hate people for being kind (laughs) so why would they hate you for being confident like why are you that yeah you're you're just confident of yourself yeah you're just secure in who you are like why are you trying to show because really there are some people who act towards you badly like badly because of their own insecurities so (laughs) don't let people insecurities define your own stability or your behavior like or your own personality that's the word yeah don't be shaped by people's insecurities so because of somebody's insecure and says ah stop doing this although you know this thing is very good do you get don't let that change you like you you need to know what you're doing why you're doing it and if it's good continue doing it like (laughs) and yeah and another thing i learned was (laughs) Uh, I think it was a learning place for me because I think I always felt like women were the only ones insecure and women were the only ones problematic. <laughs> then I learned that any gender could be insecure, any gender could be problematic. So it's good to not just have, yeah, don't have those gender biases or should I say stereotypes. Yeah, don't be stereotypical, especially at a place of work. Be open-minded, like I said. Yeah, I was a bit close-minded in some things, in some aspects. I was close-minded. And, yeah, I learned, I learned that I do not have to be close-minded. I need to see the world from, from an open view, not only from what I expect, but from whatever I could be. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's not good to have gender biases at all at a place of work. At all. It's not really good. Um. Yeah, if you have gender biases, stop it. Stop being stereotypical about oh, a man should be this, a woman should be that. Like it's not good at all. Um, I think another lesson I would say I learned. Mm, maybe for now. Anyways, yeah, I've forgotten the other thing I want to say. So for now, what will I be doing? What will I be doing? I I know you're thinking in your mind like, so what does this girl? Like if yeah, I'm very sure you're thinking, what what does this girl want to do? What's what's she up to? <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Okay, I'm joking. I know. <laughs> you know this uh, Nigerian way that they say, "I don't tell your plans to people before they hijack it or before they they kill it." Anyways, I trust that my plans are safe in the hands of God. So I'm still going to say it. Because you people have to prepare for me. You have to support me. No man is an island. You understand me? So if you are listening and you have listened to this point, God bless you. For 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 example, receive this kiss. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to even this point. Like God bless you. Like big time. I hope you learned one or two things sincerely. And I hope you're enjoying the podcast i know it's long but you know we gotta just we gotta tell you all these things like it's not easy anyways <laughs> so what am i going to be doing yeah i plan to open a youtube channel i'm so sorry i've not yet opened it like it's it's been on my mind even before i had my accident in september but i'm just kind of perfectionist i wanted to, to to make my studio look perfect and now i'm waiting for light you should see God will help this girl to start anyway. Anyways, but I'm planning to start anyway soon. I'll let you know once it drops. <laughs> I don't want to promise you anything. Because the perfectionist in me can, can really be overthinking sometimes. I'll get some things and I'll be like, oh, how do I want it? I want it to look perfect. I want it to, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I plan to open a YouTube channel that will be focused on um, my artworks. Because I, I do draw. Hello, if you're here and you do not know that I drew, check my Facebook. It's just Bola John there, I think. Yeah, Bola, then John, Dr. Bola John, yeah. 
check my Facebook. I draw, I draw very well, and I paint, I paint, or I paint, I do abstract works, like abstract paintings. I'm still learning more, <laughs> like I'm still learning more, and it's not really like I did arts while I was in school, so it's more of me freelancing, and it's really been going well, like very well. So I plan to be showing the drawing process on YouTube. Also, um, I plan to just show my creative side more. Then I'll be holding some talks also there'll be like youtube talks where it's focused on medical um medical aspect like medical disease um medical topics anything you want to ask me about um your health you can ask me there and i could you know pick it up as a topic to talk about next and you could ask me questions but if it's consultation you'll pay i'm not doing any free free gigs the, the only free gig will be on that video <laughs> That will be on YouTube. So please. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'll be also sharing about lifestyle. Like as I do. Yeah. Uh -huh. So please watch out for my YouTube channel. I beg of you. I'm on TikTok now. There should be a bell there. <laughs> I'm on TikTok now. And um, the name of my TikTok account is Dr. Bola John. Dr. Then Bola John. So um, after after you people listen, I'm expecting that my followership would increase. And if you follow me, I'll follow back. If you're following from this podcast, I'm going to follow you back immediately. <laughs> Just um, let me know. And what else? Apart from the drawing, because I'll, I'll also be, I plan to do exhibitions of my drawing and my paintings soon. That'll be later this year. Um, I plan to also travel. <laughs> and take pictures because i'm a documentary photographer as you people know also so for now sincerely um i do not plan to do private practice doctor jobs <laughs> but i'll still be involved medically so i'll be doing medical outreaches and i think we have a medical outreach soon in june that's one that i know about there could be another one that may come up before june but we're planning to um donate pad pads sanitary um pads um to like menstrual pads to women because there are things happening and the economy is bad pads are also getting more expensive like this sm the small always pad is now like 600 to 800 depending on your area and if you're not using the small one and you're using a bigger one it's like 1200 so how many women can afford that not many not so many. Um, so we're going to rural areas. We're starting with Kogi. And we're going to be sharing um, sanitary pads. So we're trying to raise body and raise awareness about that. In, in, in rural areas, there's some women who have to actually use clothes. Like, they, I, I heard about it. I was shocked. They use clothes to, you know, as their makeshift uh, pack, pads. Or they, some use cotton wools or or a white cloth or something like that, just a white cotton to to um, pad up. And all these things predisposes them to infections. Um, it's not so hygienic, do you understand? Because it soaks so much and they, they don't change you regularly. All these things can later on cause, um, later on cause cancer uh, for this woman. So we need to um, do awareness about, you know, the female reproductive system hygiene <laughs> and also the female genital um the 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 genital system <laughs> the genital system what are you saying the female genital um part we need to talk about the the hygiene like women need to know about how to take care of you know the genitals because of I think it's one topic that people hardly talk about like people at least make mention of but i feel like we need to educate women um so there'll be hopefully there'll be um more donation towards that maybe there'll be survival cow pap smell test also at that event so it's a kogi ike event that would also be um community community um, health event also and community donations so you're 
welcome to donate if you're well if you're willing to um we need many pads we're planning to actually give out pack of pads now because before we're going with okay maybe we'll give the always pad the small 800 iron but we we thought about it how how long and how how much would that last it would just last maybe let's say a month or something but we're, we're thinking of something long term so we're planning to give a pack like of, of Vironi pads or even always if we can afford it so Vironi pads is like 4,000 naira and um yeah and it, could, it can last for like five months so we're thinking of maybe that would be a good alternative like this woman can have pads for long and use them regularly and change them regularly yeah so that's also in prospect you see your girl dr bala she's still on the move by god's grace and the other things i plan to travel to um kotonu kotonu is like my second home i've been there three times so i plan to um travel to kotonu also in this um ending of this um no ending of next month hopefully by god's grace god will provide money for me <laughs> yeah so for now i think that's it yeah and i'll be making music covers also on my youtube i sing very well and i wasn't able to join my choir i think i once told you i was rejected from my choir in church anyways anyways i'm in the media team now so <laughs> it's a win-win situation anyway so i will sing on youtube um, music covers christian covers also so i i i need your support i am i am actively asking for your participation and support either in donations either in, in liking my youtube channel and subscribing when it comes out i beg of you and also sharing this podcast this girl gets to make money and also i appreciate your prayers and your your support like whatever way you want to support me um always um free for you to communicate with me if you want to ask a question you can drop it here on this podcast you can subscribe to the podcast also please <laughs> and um you can write me on my uh on my social platforms um on facebook balajan on instagram balajan um abby yeah on instagram i think it's dr balajan or yeah Oh, Afro, just take Afro amazing woman Afro um, Afro amazing woman yeah so thank you for listening all this while so your girl from next month is jobless and she needs jobs aha uh -huh. I can also be an ambassador <laughs> I have luck so <laughs> and I'm very fine I can do modeling I can advertise your product for you on my um, YouTube so reach out for any collaboration, collaboration, if you're interested. <laughs> Thank you so very much for listening to this point. I love you all. Like, really love you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye. Till the next time. Just to chill, I live a life that's surreal Every time I cool my temper, somebody won't enjoy It's not so serious Yeah, you know I try to forget, get a hold of my head I live a life so free, yeah I don't know if I need it up But I know I'ma take it up Check yourself, you can have it all love Vanity, you can have it all I don't see different kind of love So I know if it's real enough yeah, 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 yeah I don't go where no love Where my home Can I go down so it Long, long way Oh, yeah, well, yeah.
More music on trendybeats.com.